0: Father, we thank you for the opportunity to speak. I speak as the oracles of God. I speak with grace that only you supply. Clarity of purpose, clarity of understanding of thought and of expression is giving me in every way, in every dimension to open up the word of God. Let light flow revealing the express image of the Christ. No else, no contradictions, no inaccuracies there shall be precision in the name of Jesus. May you be glorified We be edified. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, the power of God is revealed In love. And that's why the fruit of the spirit is love. Now, evil thrives in revealing power As evil. Good. Thrives. In revealing power. As love. Should I say it again? Evil thrives. In revealing power. As evil. Good thrives. In revealing power. And that's why while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So, let them understand that if something is all good, its power is seen in its goodness. If something is evil, its power is seen in what? Is that very clear? Can you realize why? No, it tells you how love restrains more than acts. Now, look at the brightness of the sun. There's no light as powerful as as that light. But it doesn't burn people to death. So love regulates it. Are you here with me? That is the power of love. Now, take us to Hebrews 11. You're going to see something. Anytime you talk about what happened in Egypt, you know, and we Christians, we thrive so much in that, the templates and, you know, how God dealt with them and all of that. The interest of God was in protecting his people from evil. Take us to Hebrews 11. I want to show you something. Watch this. Everybody read it. Hebrews eleven twenty-eight. I want all of us to read it together. Go. By faith.
1: By faith.
0: So by faith, he kept. So he's talking about God, right? Oh, is that clear? He kept the Passover and the sprinkling of what? Blood. Look at the next. Mm -hmm. Lest he who destroyed is it God. You see how straight away he differentiates what God did from what another agent did. You don't understand and that's why if you read the Old Testament <laughs> and he speaks like that come to the revealed and it will show you the true character of God that most of the things we think God did he didn't do He didn't do. So he's communicating right here in Hebrews 11:28, 11, 11, what God did and what God did not do. What did God do? God protected the people. Who called on him. Are you getting the point?
2: In the land of Egypt, Mm -hmm. an Egyptian
0: called on God at that time. Ah, but don't you know that they came out with some Egyptians? Yes! Israel came out, the Jews came out with some Egyptians who had believed in their God.
1: say that with the operation at that time it was a mist of God
0: and the devil. it is always it always has to do watch this carefully what the Bible always seeks to do is to reveal to you God's salvation for humanity. So you see he is always bringing you into focus. To what extent God will always go to redeem his people? Praise God. Which lets you know that God has a purpose. And this is the purpose of God, that his people are what? redeemed. Praise God. That purpose is the purpose of falling man. Every purpose must tie into this that God is revealed to what? So when you see somebody say, ask for me, my purpose is this, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. They are lost somewhere. Okay. Alright. So the Genesis series, episode 27. 2 Timothy 3.15 And that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So clearly we know that the scriptures must open your eye to God's redeeming power. Praise God. That's why he says, from your childhood, your study of scripture through your mom through to your grandma has opened your eye so that receiving Christ was made simple. Why? Because Christ is the theme of the scriptures. Praise God. Is that very clear? So we all know now that Christ is the theme of what? The Scripture. Okay. So you see and understand the Christ story in the stories of the Old Testament. This is the intelligence with which the Old Testament is read. Because Christ has been revealed, it makes it easier to see the Christ story in the Old Testament. So what the New Testament did for us is to reveal the mystery of the Christ story in the Old Testament. Praise God. Amen. Are you getting the point? That's why we say we have the full revelation of God. Why? Because the Christ has been revealed. He is the theme of scripture that was hidden. Now revealed. Praise God. Okay. So we always see God's promise in what they never had. So what was bereft of them is what has been given to us. What they sought and to find is what we now what have. What they used in types and in figures and in shadows is the reality we have now. Praise
1: God. Hallelujah. All right.
0: For example, the land they never held on to. The land they never held on to. And what is the land? The promise. Are you getting the point? So the skillfulness is to interpret it in the Christ story. The stories, with all its mistakes, is to afford us the opportunity to see both the flesh and the spirit. So the mistakes are not because God has mistakes. But the revelation of God is seen through the stories of human beings who are falling. So even in their mistakes, we see the true God, the holy God, the righteous God, the perfect God, the good God. Praise God. Mm. Are you getting the point?
1: Yes. It makes us also
0: see those who believe and those who did not believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are afforded to see the works of unbelief and the works of belief. The works of the flesh. The works. Of the spirit, the works of grace, the works of the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Ephesians 1 9, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Does this open it up to you? So Paul is saying that now the mystery which was in the Old Testament has now been revealed. And that mystery is the will of God. What is that will that man be saved? And it is God's pleasure that he purposed not a man in himself. Because man cannot do that by himself. So he purposed it in himself. In God himself. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you understand it? Okay, so the story is about the blessedness of faith. The grace of God. Matthew 12 4 How he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him. But only for the priest. Mm-hmm. Who is he talking about? David. David. So, David, at a point in battle, when he was hungry, entered into the Holy of Holies. Now, you see, it tells you that God does not change. When, 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 (laughs) Jesus. He tells you that if man and their systems were ready, God would have come at that time. But because God was breaking through the protocols and the systems of men, he came in the fullness of what? Because David could have perished. But David knew the God to come in Christ. And because he was functioning not in the law but in the work of grace, he was spared. So another person could have entered and perished. Is it very clear? So, it tells you the blessedness of grace. That anything that is steeped in the self, the work of men, will face the law. Because the loss of men will kill you. But the grace of God will set you free. Why? Because the power of God's love is in goodness. It's not in destruction. So a man is saved because they believe they love God. A man perishes because they believe in themselves. A man by themselves Perish because man has become evil in himself. Praise God.
1: Is it very clear?
2: Luke
0: 6:4 also speaks to that. How he went into the house of God, took and ate the showbread. And also give some to those with him which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. so you can see grace at work right okay look at Acts 11 23 to 24 Barnabas reporting look at what he says when he came and has seen what what did, what did Barnabas see the grace of God. Acts 11, 23-24. When he came and had seen the grace of God. So, what was Barnabas looking for? To see the grace of God.
2: What do you look for?
0: If you look for grace, forgiveness will be in call for you. If you always look for grace, you're not want to pay back what somebody did wrong to you. What do you look for? When Barnabas was sent, he was sent to go and observe whether they are going to see law or what? You're going to see something. Watch this. He was what? Wow. Oh, he was what? He was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart that they should continue with the Lord. With the Lord. So you see, he did not see self. He could he could literally see the purpose of their heart that they were doing what the Lord we want them to do. So the character of God, which is the goodness of the grace of God, was evident in the work of the believers where he went. And like he said, purpose of heart, which means it's not random, it's not accidental, it is the way to go. It is deliberate, it is conscious, it is something that must be done. This is the way to go. You don't preach anything, you preach God's grace. So if anybody is preaching any other thing, shut your ear and shut your mind. Did you hear what I said? Can you see what he said? When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that, with the purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. So they must determine. Say, I must determine. I I must
2: determine. determine.
0: Please say like me. Say, I, must determine. I, I must, determine. must determine. You see, so each and every one of us must determine. So Barnabas is telling us that from the beginning, God had a purpose of heart, and that of heart must be found in the work of every believer. It's the work of grace. Wherever you go that you see God's work being done, look out for what? Grace. If the grace of God is not found in that work, God is not there. God is not in it. Look at how will now describe Barnabas. The bearer of the report, what does he say? For he was a good man, uh uh-huh, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. Oh, praise God. So Barnabas can see that because Barnabas, number one, was full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. When a man is not full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, they can't see the work of grace. A man that is full of the flesh always sees law. Always want to pay back people the evil. Always want to wish evil of people. Always want to see God kill people. Always wants to see God curse people. They themselves oh, are, are haters of men. They hate, and, and they can say publicly, I hate them. I don't care about them. Uh, uh, not anything happens to them. And ha- they hear bad news and they begin to jump. No. You hear good news, you publish it. You hear bad news, you keep quiet. That's a mouthful of the Holy Spirit and of it. You refrain your tongue from speaking evil. You don't speak evil of people. You keep quiet. You keep mute.
1: Praise God.
0: So, anytime you see God at work, you will see grace at work. So if we come back to the scripture we read Hebrews 11:28 can you see the reflection of that right here yeah, yeah. The sprinkling of the blood God's deliverance and protection of his people He said God did it When it came to those who killed he said saving them from lest the one who was Destroyed. So God is not in the destruction. Did somebody tells you, Oh, in Egypt, God killed. Him. He's reading another scripture. He's interpreting the concealed wrongly because he has not read from the revealed. The concealed said God because they didn't have the full revelation of God. But then the reveal tells you it is not God. The same thing as Luke. Well, Luke, where they went to a village to preach the gospel. And then they were rejected. And then the disciples came to Jesus and said, Hey, they reject you? Ha, they don't know you. You know what he like? Call fire. Should we call fire to burn them like Elijah did? He said, you don't know the kind of spirit that is in you. So he separates what God does and what God does not do. Praise God. I was telling somebody that most believers don't understand this. You see how David was able to enter and was not slain. Do you know that most believers give up on give up on themselves because they've done too much wrong. Because they cannot be forgiven again. Because they've done oh this I have done no I can't be forgiven. Why? They have a certain concept of God. God forgives to a point. This one God cannot forgive. And so many people have condemned themselves. Instead of allowing grace to work, they allow the law to stop them. Condemnation to stop. Praise God. Amen. And a great many people were added to the Lord. They were what? Added, added, to, the Lord. added to the Lord. So the work of grace brings addition. And brings multiplication. Praise God. So God has dedicated faith in grace. It is God's purpose. It is whose purpose? All right. So Romans 8 28 will say, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called. The called according to His. So you see the explanation that Romans Paul was giving to the Roman church. He said that all the things that the patriarchs went through and all that happened, God was working it all together for the election of grace.
1: Praise God.
0: So all the stories, even including the fall of man, he worked everything together so that the cold will be called. <laughs> the called will receive and believe. That's God's pattern of making men receive. Him. Praise God. So the mistakes of men did not stop the grace of God. The mistakes of men did not stop the love of God. The mistakes of man did not stop the plan and the purpose of God. God still found a way in himself to save man. Praise God. Romans 9.11 For the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God so Anytime you see the purpose of God, it is the salvation of what? Right. That the purpose of God, according to election, might stand. Not of works, but of him who calls. Praise God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But of him who calls. How oh, does he call? Omniscience. Mm-hmm. He knows the one who will believe and the one who will not want. His salvation is by faith, not by works. Mm-hmm. So it's not how good you think you are, but how you believe his work of redemption. Salvation comes to you. Praise God. Mm-hmm. All right. Ephesians 1:11. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will praise god Amen. can you see him 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 all there yeah. in him we we have what Obtain. Obtain. We have obtained grace yeah so he made it available we seized it I was telling somebody that all we do as Christians is to yield. That's the fighting of the will. We don't do anything more. We We yield. We yield. We open up. That's how we say we chose. That's how we say we receive. That's how we say we obtain. Praise God. That's how we do. There's no other work we healed. Everything has been made available. Praise God. Available. Okay? So he said it clearly. We have obtained an inheritance. Where is this inheritance? You see, it started right from the beginning. Okay? And we see the pattern. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all of them believed in the in. We're going to see Joseph added, and the extension of the grandsons, Manasseh and Ephraim, added, and they became the 12 tribe of Israel. Okay, and then they entered into the law, which brought them into bondage. And even in the law, God found a way. Are you getting the point? So, so
2: clearly, you
0: see all of these stories. You see, they go into captivity, they come out, and all of things. That's what he said. He wept all of these things according to the counsel of his will. When he predestined it, it was pre-planned that no matter how complex man is going to be, still he will be saved. He will never leave man alone. He will never leave man alone. He will never leave man. man He will never leave manual. And that's why he says, to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Then I mean, that's one of the cardinal things that has so much solidified my faith is to know God for who he really is that he is all God. He has all the power. We can see it in everything. Yet, he restrains himself from destroying. That is true power. When you have all the power to strangle somebody, lift the person up like this and strangle them to death, you have already got the powers that be. I get the point. And yet, you don't do this. It means you have power. When you have so much money that you can throw your weight about. And everybody will love you and say, hey. And yet you are very calm. But rather, you distribute. You don't even make noise. That is true power. That's, that's how God works. Do you know that when Adam and Eve say, God would have come straight away to deliver and to do what he wanted to do. But he still waited. There were empires that came. First, we know of the empire, Babylon, Nimrod. Yeah. The town of Babylon. And then we knew of the Egyptian Empire. And then we knew of all the other empires that came. So the Greek came before the Roman Empire. And I mean, surely And God could have just. Fight them out. But he was still working his will. Why? He came to seek to save the all. He came so that no man will be condemned. That is God's purpose. That's God's agenda. That's God's agenda. So he works all things according to the counsel of his will. What is his will that man be saved? It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Ephesians 3:11 Paul continually brings it out. Let's all read it go, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. He hits the nail on the head. Praise God. So God had an eternal word purpose. For those of you who have been following the Genesis, right from day one, Genesis chapter one, verse one to five, speaks it all about God's redemption. We see the Father, we see the Son, we see the Holy Spirit, we see the three in one that is to manifest. Are you getting the point? Yes. So we see theology, we see Christology, and then we see pneumatology. And then we also see ecclesiology. We see God. We see Christ. We see the Holy Spirit. And then we also see the church. So when the light was divided from the darkness, we see the same in the old Are you getting the point? So the people of the night and the people of the day. The people of the light and the people of darkness. The people of grace and the people of wings. 2 Timothy 1.9 Let's all read together. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. Watch this. According to our works. Ah, is that what he said? No. Not according to our works. But, watch this. But according to his own purpose. Can you see the word purpose always popping up? In the purpose, you find the work of God, which is grace. So, God's purpose is God's grace. Praise God. Are you getting the point? Yes. God's purpose is what? God's grace. That's why he says, not according to our works. For so for us, it is our works. The self represents works. But for God, it is not work. God has a purpose. So, it's like a manufacturer. Who has, or a creator who has a certain agenda. Are you getting the point? Yes. And the agenda of the creator is that men will be saved. And so, how does he work it out? That's what he says. He says, not according to our ways, but according to his agenda, his purpose. Pre planned, predestined. What is that purpose? Grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. He's talking about Genesis 1. Verse 1 to 5. Anytime you see him talking about before the foundations of the world, he pre-planned. So before anything could come into being, God has already planned redemption. That if man fell, when man falls, he still has a plan. He will reveal himself in threefold. He is the same God, but in redeeming them, He will reveal Himself as what the Father, who came as the Son in the model of man. So man will see himself in the intention of God as the original man created, and how man should have been, but man fell. And then in that same man, God will a man will see God. And know the character of God so they can know the God they are worshiping. Mm. And then when this man God or the God man goes, this God man will now come by the spirit to dwell in these men who believe. So they can walk in the model of the God man who has lived. And then eternally, you will meet him when this flesh parts. Is the purpose of God. Is the plan of God. That is God's grace. Come on, give a clap of praise to Jesus. <clears throat> praise God. 2 Timothy 3.10 But you have carefully followed my doctrine manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. Can you see the character of God in God's doctrine in Christ, reflective of Apostle Paul, introducing it to his son Timothy? The doctrine he's talking about is the doctrine of Christ. Praise God. The doctrine of Christ. Which is revealed in his manner of life. Where did he come from? God's purpose. God's faith or faithfulness revealed in Christ which is in him. Which comes by long suffering. Love. Perseverance. I told you that he restrains.
1: He restrains. Yeah.
0: Love is restrained You hold yourself. There are things you can do. You know what you have, what you can do, but it's restrained. You hold it back. Hebrews 9 2 and 11 for a tabernacle was prepared the first part in which was the lampstand the table and the showbread which is called the sanctuary which is called the so he's talking about, when you enter the first part of the tabernacle, what you find there, clear. Look at the 11. the same Hebrews 9:11. But Christ came as high priest of the good things, to come with the greater, the more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands. That is not of this creation. Praise God. He speaks of the type and the shadow. And then now brings us to the reality. Everything there represents what Christ will do in man. Praise God. So now, you are of God. You are not of man. Did you see it clearly there? So he's telling you about the Christ. He's the Lord of the heaven. And the Lord of the heaven now lives inside of you. So that's why he will tell them, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. When you get to understand it, then you know that the pattern of this world is very different from your pattern. They say saving, you say distribute. They said, I can do it. You said, God can do it through me. They asked, Are you going to come tomorrow? He said, By the grace of God. He said, Ah, why? You come. What is the grace of God in that? Mm-hmm. He said, Well, I'm not my own. He does everything through me. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Paul said, I am what I am. By the grace of God. I work hard. I live it. But yet, not I. But the grace of God that works in me. I tell you every time, don't buy what the new age says. You are powerful. You are this, you are that. You are not. It is he in you that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when they sing singing certain songs, we sing this dinosaur song. He lives in me. Mm-hmm. They are not talking about God. They are talking about the power of man. Because the new age does not see Christ Mm. as God. Mm. He sees Christ only as a model man. Watch very carefully. I told you about two things. He models God's intention for the original man. And also models God. Are you getting that? To man. Mm. Get ready. The new age says when you see Christ, you can be by yourself what christ was so you only look at christ as an example of what you can do by your
1: very big
0: all right So you know what Christ did for you and I, praise God, and you walk in it. You do what? You walk in it. And now he lives in, he lives inside of what? By him, you live, move, and have your being. Praise God. So Genesis, therefore, is that story of genealogy. God's grace and faith is found there. Hallelujah. God's grace and what? Faith is found there. Okay. So, in fact, when we dis- we began the discussion of man saved by grace, we have to actually go to the story of Abraham Isaac, right? Yeah. And we are now on Jacob. Clear? And we are seeing the pattern of justification by faith. The inheritance rolling from Abraham to Isaac, and then also now to who? To Jacob. How Esau was profane and what? Rejected. Praise God. All right. So if Esau wasn't profane, he would have afterwards believed and I taught you that. No. That the blessing his father pronounced on him gave him room. So the restlessness that was to be on him was the restlessness to come back to the original plan. So he can take his position in the inheritance and in salvation. Are you getting the point? Yes. So it would have been the God of Abraham, Isaac, and what? Esau. But, Jacob. uh, no. Isaac, Jacob, and then Esau. Together. Because Jacob believed. Are you getting the point? Yes. But it would have been giving Esau, Jacob. You know? So, so, he stayed in it. He never, I'm going to tell you something that will shock you. Even though his lineage and descendants, even through, sorry, his lineage and descendants, till Herod, till Herod, who was very profane. You know Herod. Herod doing anything good. It was the same title like Pharaoh. They came out of the Edomites. What did Herod do? In all the time you saw him, Herod went after God's promise. Chased the promise out to Egypt. Killed 2,000 children. His son killed John the Baptist. His grandson kills James the apostle. His grandson had no seed. So the lineage of Herod stopped. That's how come you didn't hear of Herod again? So Esau never believed clear. Genesis 31. We are going to Genesis 30. No, let's look at Genesis 29. Before we go to 30. We are done with 28. So, I just summarized everything. With Jacob and Esau. The whole of 28. Clear? So, we are now in 29. This is where the young man Jacob had to go and labor for a, a woman for 14 years. So Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, the believer, okay, was laboring for a wife and met a, a trickster a who was better than him. Yes, an unbeliever. In an uncle who was smarter. So he did Jacob what a dream. And he gave Jacob Leah. Jacob had to work another seven years uh, before he got Rachel. And when he got Rachel to, Rachel could not give birth. Genesis 30. That's one, there's not much connected to the redemption plan, there, so there's not much to learn there. Those who want to learn other things apart from redemption, who will learn mm-hmm. how you can look at things and they will turn into you. <laughs> so many things, you know that thing, okay. Genesis 30. Now when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, please everybody read, it. go. Give me what? Children. children or else. This is a very very profound statement. You can see the fruit Of the wife of Israel begging for children. She was labored for how many years? 14 years. And yet didn't have children. And it took so much time. And he says, Give me children. Or else I die.
1: Are you here? I want you to call down.
0: When you reflect back from, from Sarah, yeah? What do you see? Do you realize that still when they were about to leave labor, did you realize that Rachel was not a believer? Did you realize that? He took his father's God and hid it and sat upon it. was not ready to serve the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and now the God of who? It shows so strongly how one can be a believer and take a very long time to bear fruit and to have children. By association? So Jacob, because Jacob himself, you realize that he was also struggling. Clear. So Jacob himself was also struggling, and therefore there was no fruit. And can you see that even that which came from Leah went into law? Did you realize that? Went into the law. So, until Judah even came in. And Judah, we're going to talk about Judah. But clearly, all that it shows is that we must bear fruit. We must have spiritual children. And Rachel had a desire. But the truth of the matter is that He had not received the promise, but he wanted to see what? Fruit. Number two, you can see the disagreement. Although Jacob was saved, Rachel was not. And therefore, you can see the inability to bear what? Hey, are you here with me? Yeah. So, it tells you also. Have you seen when the sons of God God married the daughters of what? Amen. You see what happened? Yes. So you can see the pattern. Okay, but can you see that Jacob loved Rachel more than Leah? Meanwhile Leah was able. Leah had believed. Rachel had not believed. But the heart of Jacob was more with Rachel than with Okay. So it is very important that we understand the patterns. And if you look at it clearly, you see that anytime time there is a disagreement within marriage lines, it affects the children. Hello. Yes, it affects the children. And if you know God's pleasure and God's purpose by now, then you know God's pleasure and God's purpose with regard to marriage. It's about the children's discipleship that the children will grow in the field. That's it. The rest of it is for your own pleasure. But what is God's agenda and God's purpose is that the children are raised in the fear of God. So that they will become God's godly offspring. And they too will. So that's when he talked about the dominion mandate. Are you getting the point? The glory of God feeling the children and they keep reading. Producing and multiplying. Are you getting the point? So, so that's about it. So you can see a clear, clear, clear conflict right here. Right here. And look at the statement. You see who he cried to. Who she did she cry to? The, The husband. The husband was giving birth to mm-hmm. <laughs> So she should know where the fault is coming from. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. If she really knew Yahweh, she would have called Yahweh. True. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand it? All right. It becomes very difficult when you are in a relationship where the two disagree. It's like night and day. Yeah. So it's not like God doesn't want to work. No, God is working but the other partner cannot receive. It's like there's power here you can put two different wires in and one will connect, the other will not work. The other is not receiving power, not because the soul doesn't have power, but it doesn't have power in itself. Simple. Simple. Do you understand? Everybody understands? Good. Let's go to Chapter 30, uh, thirty-two. Forget about thirty-one. There's no much there. This thirty-two. We're taking verse thirty-two. Yes, Just verse thirty-two. It's the that portion speaks of when Jacob had to wrestle. You know that story. I know that most of you know the story. Yeah. Yes. With the angel. Yeah. Therefore to this day the children of Israel did not eat the muscle that shrunk which is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrunk. So here we see the God of Israel reminding Jacob of the covenant. Praise God. Yeah. So and you know why the young man was was um, Actually, he went into prayer. You know why? He wanted to be saved from his brother, Esau. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget that before he would leave to labor, he prayed that if God protected him and brought him back safely. Are you getting the point? Yes. He would give a tithe and all of those things. He told you, number one, his allegiance to God, his honor for God, and all of that, although he had a dubious character and all of that, he was still a believer. Don't forget, it is not by works, it's by what? Grace. Yes. Okay. So it was clear that he was a believer, but he had challenges. It doesn't mean that it takes anything away from the grace of God that's upon his life. Amen. Yes. All right. So you can see him right here reminding and being reminded of the covenant he had with God, the God of his fathers. God of Abraham, Isaac, and him, Jacob, now, who is in the inheritance. Praise God. All right, so he prayed and prayed, and uh, God gave him a sign. Now, what it is, is that God sustained him. Why did God sustain him? Because he had the inheritance. And out of his lineage is going to come the Christ. Are you getting the point? So even in his mistakes, he was sustained. Grace kept him, okay, and so he actually went to meet Esau, and they had a good time. (laughs) We'll look at that now. Let's go to thirty-four. Genesis thirty-four. Dinah's rape. This is one of the stories that is very pathetic, but it speaks to what was going on with the children of the guy with the inheritance. Now, in all of this, you can't believe that he was not living in his land. He was moving around. And it keeps showing us that if this thing was material, then the guy should have had lands. But they were moving from one place to another. And Hebrews will tell us that in Hebrews 11. Because they were seeking not for material things. They were seeking for God. Praise God. Alright. So, Dinah's rape is a very terrible example where you have a believer and their family, but there are so many things that are happening. So, Dinah was actually raped by one of the inhabitants of the land in which they were living. And the brothers were pained by the experience of their sister. Uh, and they dealt with the people of the land in a very very terrible way they asked that um, the guys should be uncircumcised so the guys said okay they will be uncircumcised because of their sister you know they wanted to more like uh, conflict resolution. If you've done that to our sister, okay, then we're going to give her to you for marriage. You get the point. So, um, before we do that, and all of the guys in that area and in that family um, want to circumcise you. So, they circumcised them. When they all realized they were weak, how can a, a, a circumcised person fight? They killed all of them. So it was a plan to get revenge. Revenge. You see how people who live in grace can live in
1: unforgiveness. Yeah. Yes.
0: It was, it was. So that's, that's the story of Dinah. Okay. Let's look at 35 verse one Genesis 35 verse one then God said to Jacob, arise, go up to Bethel, dwell there and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. So now God is once again bringing him into fellowship. Into what? Fellowship. Fellowship. Praise God. All right. Um, You realize that all the three patriots uh, patriots, were moving from one place to another. They didn't have any land, they were sejanists. The word used there is perkil. Or visitors. That's what it is in the Greek. Let's read something from Hebrews 11, 24. and then thirty-seven to thirty-eight, and they will end today. Hebrews eleven twenty-four. Did you ask? Did you see God ask him to move to Bethel and dwell there? So he's been moved. Can you see that? Yes. All right. Look at how Hebrews. Spoke to that by faith when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Hello. Okay. So let, let me first deal with Moses and then we can move to. So you can see clearly here that Moses had so much so much privilege in Egypt but he chose to also move. So, clearly you can see that this thing has nothing to do with materialism. Okay, so anytime you see people preaching the materialism gospel, they are preaching it because of their stomach. That is not the gospel. Because you see that these people continually were moving away from what? Materialism. So they can see God. You can see God. If you read, it talks about the pleasures of what? Egypt. He forsook all of it. So you can see clearly that the focus was to know God. The focus was to know what? The focus was to know God. And they were all looking for the Christ. Amen. 37, they were stoned. They were sold in two. So he's telling you the kinds of things they had to go through. So they were not gaining investments and making money, and no, that was not the focus. Were slain with sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. So all the things that the world called this is the peak, they saw it as what? The What the world used to show wealth, they saw it as nothing. Yeah. So, if you are a believer and you value yourself by the things you have, you don't know you. You are grading yourself with the lowest. That's why Jesus said that a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things he has. That's why when Jesus came, the devil offered him, I will give you all the kingdoms of this world. When he came, the first temptation was that he was to turn stones into what? Bread. So you can see clearly that all of them do very well to measure their worth rather in God than in the things of this world. If you look at how Moses wrote Genesis from the beginning, and he spoke with, with, with regards to Eve. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. He saw, and it was pleasurable to what? The eye. Talking about material. So, so, and that is what took him, took her out of the will of God. So, it's always important that you do natural things, but you don't give yourself to natural things. You do natural things, but don't give yourself to it. Don't let it measure your worth. No. No. Look at some of the things he said. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. They found comfort in what the world will call discomfort. How Christianity? Hebrews 9.24 For Christ has not entered the holy place, places made with hands, which are copies of the truth, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. We have the reality. Praise God. The copies of the truth. Now we have the true. not in the presence of a high priest that is of this earth we are in the presence of the high priest who is from heaven so we are not of this earth we are of him the Christ praise God All right we're going to look into the word strangers strangers next week Strangers. That's why we are called strangers on this earth. We are called strangers what? On this earth. Praise God. All of these are showing us the pattern. And Christ followed the pattern. Even John the Baptist, who was the last prophet. Showed us the (laughs) pattern. Even before the Christ, the real, the true, came. And when he also came, he was borrowing donkeys. He was borrowing in in upper rooms and in rooms. True of all. He was borrowing bread to share for others. True of all. So, when a Christian feels lack and measures themselves by the lack of material things, they don't know. If you get to understand this, there will be nothing like depression. If a Christian gets depressed by material things, it's because they don't know who they are. They are suffering from identity crisis. They are suffering from identity crisis. That's why Paul said, When there is lack, I know how to abound. I know how to abuse. (laughs) Yeah? So he never told us that, he never lacked anything material. But rather, he would tell them not to lack in spiritual things.
1: Praise God. All right.
0: All right. Have you been blessed? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We honor Jesus. We honor Jesus. want to give as the Lord has given to you. Any question? You have a question? Okay. Go right. ahead. Now, this guy
2: asked me this question regarding uh, the Arabs, those people in those kind of. The Asians. The Arabs, specifically, because. The the Arabs. Arabs And he's a Christian. And, you know, he was like, what about those people that are there, that, let's say, because it's like a Muslim country. And he wanted to find out. So if someone is there and they don't hear about Christ at all, what will happen to them? So I wanted to answer him. I've not answered him yet, but I want I wanted to answer him and say, you know, the Scripture that says, train a child the way you should go, and he will not be back from it. And also regarding the, he said, um, I was following the same of your father upon the children. So I was thinking that could it be that?
0: Because let's say a father chose that path. He has been see all the way, to the,
2: the, the has that one way.
0: No no, 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 that's that's, that's, um, uh, that's not a good assumption. Now we know that, we have known that God is not partial. Yeah. In Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, actually, by the revelation of God to Cornelius, Um, Peter made the statement that in every nation, God has showed himself for how the people must worship him. But now he has revealed himself through Who the Christ. Praise God. So in every nation, in every place, they are given the opportunity to know the Christ. Do you understand? Yes. And so just let him know that. Um, how that is done that everybody that one, you and I can but we also know that they are laborers that God sends all around you see the reason why most of us find it very difficult is because we come to church and we find comfort in sitting down, we don't know how some people are laboring when people are laboring I told you about this church in the US that are laboring in the Arab countries. They are there like the way spies go. They are meeting in caves. People are chewing. When I say chewing, not chewing as in the Bible. And they are able to recite every scripture because they can't hold the Bible. So they have to chew it and teach it. You know, I told you of the sister that was one that went home and the husband batted for two weeks they thought that she was dead until she popped up on their phone and called them to come they even thought it was a setup so at a point they had to go and when they went and they saw the sister they couldn't recognize her she had been beating and beating and beating. The husband said, She's never seen a convicted Muslim even like this before. Most of them, the reason why they die, the way they die is because they are promised money for their families. So there's a motivation. He's never seen a Muslim this convicted. When what they are convicted in their eyes. So he also became a Christian. And they discipled them they left. So people are giving money to these. Not some of the superficial things we do. We call people from US state, pay them $50,000 to come and sing. We've done things. Right? But people are. Jeremiah just told of a friend. Yes. He was lying down and he saw like a trance. And like Jesus appeared to him. Okay? With his pierced hands. He said, I did this for you. That's it. So he would definitely lead somebody there to speak to him, just like I am a source. Yeah. So so there are so many ways God will bring the attention to his saving life. So many Yes,
1: David. Okay, um, so you stated that, um, Christ also continues passion. Yes. Now, um, how to questions. Yes. Um, at what point do you get command not to go to Egypt? At what point to be one? At what point do you Okay, I ask this, um, because what I look at Matthew. Abraham, God told him not to go to Egypt. But with Joseph, God told him to go to Egypt. So, what is the significance
0: of going to Egypt, going to Egypt? Asking
1: when he was going to send the seed to Egypt for protection. What is the significance of Egypt then? Because when we go back to Abraham, we are told, um, Abraham was told not to go to Egypt. Angel of God who, Joseph to take the same.
0: So, what it is is that, I will, we'll come to that. Okay. We'll come to that when we get to Joseph. Are okay. you uh-huh. But it tells you clearly that God is bringing us and cutting out the root, The redemption plan of God, which you see in typification. Don't forget that Moses was nurtured right before the Egyptian Mm eye, but was not destroyed. Uh, Are you getting the point? Uh So the point is that God can hide us in this world Mm -hmm. and still preserve us from the evil of this world. Now, it tells you also that the rulers of this world don't have the wisdom of God they have the wisdom of men. But by the wisdom of God, we outwit and prevail over them. Okay, yes. But I will go into its proper significance. We can only be able to see when we get to Joseph. Are you getting the point? Yes, because he was the one that took them to Egypt. Yes. And they became a nation in Egypt. Are you, are you getting it? So, we we'll able to take the story from there and then lay it clear so that you would. But these are all the extensions of his typification. Right. All right. Okay. We are good? All right. Thank you so much. You are blessed. You are favored of God on every side. Walk in your rulership and in your dominion mandate. As a child of God, you are favored of God. You walk in love. Love rules in you and overflows out of you. Your words are graceful. Your words are peaceful. You are God's ambassador on this earth. Evil men will not have you. He has a voice that speaks for you. Your needs are met. Your bills are paid. Your body is healed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Grace, glorious grace. Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it thin